welcome to a special full episode of God I Heart Wrestling featuring your children my wholeness. And I gotta admit, these past seven days have been really very, very wild. I mean, we've had a whole week's worth of fabulous wrestling events that happened. You know, first started off on Friday night with AEW's Rampage, the first dance in the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. And guess what? CM Punk is back. Oh, man, I still can't believe it. I, I go back and watch that moment every single time. And I can't believe he actually came back. He has his song, Cold Personality by Living Color. And it's just amazing. It was just that moment where you felt like everything was right in the wrestling world once again. And it makes you appreciate everything about wrestling, mainly that is CM Punk. And, you know, you, you see that, you know, photo capture of the guy tearing and crying in the crowd. You know, now let's make fun of that. That is what wrestling is all about. Moments like that, the emotions on your face. Like, obviously, that guy had a lot of emotions there. But I feel for the guy, if I was there, I'd probably be the same way. That's how important it was for CM Punk to come back, you know, this past, you know, the second episode of Rampage, you know, the first day at United Center in Chicago. It was amazing. And what about SummerSlam? Talk about SummerSlam. What an event that was. You know, some people calling it probably the greatest SummerSlam of all time. I got to admit, it was definitely up there. I mean, you watched, I witnessed it, the whole thing from start to finish. Amazing. We had a new champion crown, superstars coming back. It was just simply amazing to see that, you know, we have seen that in a long time. Many, many surprises past SummerSlam and very, very happy outcomes. I mean, I can't believe it, you know, cannot believe it. Even NXT take over 36 this past Sunday night. Amazing. One event. One event. We had new champions crowned. And Samoa deep thrown in the unstoppable Karrion Cross for the NXT championship. I mean, how good was that? How perfect was that meaningful, you know, to see? I mean, really, it was. You know, think about it. You know, Samoa now becoming the first ever, first ever and only three-time NXT world champion. It was just something amazing. Every match was starting to finish. I got to admit, this whole week of wrestling has been simply amazing, you know? Oh, man. But let's talk about the first thing. Let's run down. You know, AEW is the first dance. I mean, pretty badass, you know? We saw the return of CM Punk to kick off the show there. And I got to say, again, it's simply amazing. You know, we all heard rumors about it. Even some people thought it wasn't going to come true, but it actually did. And for me, I was surprised. I was surprised. I was shocked because I had a little bit of a doubt that it wasn't going to happen. And I'm glad it did. You know, I'm, I'm a huge CM Punk fan myself. I, you know, have a um, episode, like, dedicated to his career, you know, from his time at WWE. And the main thing he said that, you know, on that day, August 20th, 2021, he returned to pro wrestling for the first time in over 15 years. Not to discredit his, you know, his legacy is running WWE, but he felt like, you know, back in 2005, August of 2005, he had left pro wrestling when he was part of Ring of Honor. And now to come back, you know, 15 years later, no, 16 years later, and just, you know, felt like he's back where he belongs in a wrestling ring. And it's amazing. You know, really amazing. And what's cool about it, you know, we finally get to see his first match at AEW at All Out September 5th on Paper Live Sunday in Chicago, Illinois, Austin Arena. And it's going to be the now arena, sorry. It's going to be amazing because he challenged Darby Allen one-on-one match. You know, Darby Allen has said 
you know, a couple weeks ago that he's trying to be the best in the world. And, you know, you can't be the best in the world, in my opinion, about, without beating the best in the world. And that is currently CM Punk. It's going to be amazing to see that matchup live. And I'm pretty sure Sting will be representing Darby Allen's corner. You know, they don't think to this day Sting and CM Punk have seen under eye until AEW's rampage last this past Friday night. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens there. You know, and speaking of first time matches, Paul White will return to the wrestling ring Sunday, 8, September 5th, by all out against QT Marshall. And I'm pretty sure QT Marshall got a large, a lot of st- plan for Paul White, you know, that Sunday night. So it's going to be really amazing. You know, I'm so overwhelmed I can't even speak right. So bear with me, peoples. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be very, very amazing. You know, to see that, you know, very amazing. And you know, this happens past. On um, Friday Rampages, let me take it back to the other Rampage, the first ever debut of sub Rampage with Christian becoming the Impact Wrestling Championship. And speaking of, you know, Impact Wrestling Championship, even though there's two belts in TNA World Heavyweight Championship, this past Thursday night, Impact Wrestling, he actually retired the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, but so he's now currently just the Impact Wrestling Champion. And, you know, if you guys watched that event, T- Impact Wrestling's Emergence this past Friday night, you know, he especially defended it. And retain the championship against Brian Myers. And, you know, pretty good matchup, though. You know, pretty awesome matchup there, to say the least. Hopefully, we can cross our fingers and hope that Christian Cage's reign as Impact Wrestling Champion will be a very long one. Well-deserved. You know, that went over Kenny Omega. That was a hard-fought victory, but he did it. You know, he did it on his own. And, you know, it's just amazing to see Christian Cage being world champion again after, like, some 10 years. Without being a Warhammer champion 10 years ago, and that'll be SummerSlam 2011. So it's going to be really amazing to see, you know, how Christian Cage's Impact Wrestling Championship reign commence, you know. But definitely amazing. You know, I loved it. I loved it, and it's just really amazing. It's, it's just moments like that that really get you to witness those moments, those memories that you're going to talk about from years and years to come. And Let's just say this whole weekend has made so many memories for us as wrestling fans to sit there and be like, wow, this is amazing. You know, this is the most lifetime moment that you probably won't even see again. You know, but you're going to, you're there important person or you're watching it on the, you know, Peacock Network to even witness it, you know, or TNT, you know, and such. So it's just amazing. It really is. Alrighty, let's talk about SummerSlam. This is amazing. What an event SummerSlam was, you know, it's amazing. You had, you know, something like Tiffany Haddish there and Mario Lopez doing interviews there. We had that woman that won the SummerSlam TikTok challenge to announce her very first match to kick off match between Barry Corp and the Big E. So, you gotta admit, you know, not bad matchup, you know. You know, Big E winning and getting his money to bank briefcase back that Barry Corp originally stole, you know, over a week ago on Friday Night SmackDown, so it's just amazing, you know? That's definitely, definitely amazing. What's going on the card, though? The first match to kick off SummerSlam was the Raw Tag Team Championship matchup there between Rated RK Bro, Renior and Riddle, against AJ Styles and Omos. Pretty good matchup, back and forth action there. I think a lot of people was led to believe that maybe Renior was going to turn on Riddle. I even thought of it myself. Thank God it didn't happen, you know. So, these two were able to work together. And the RKO, on to Randy, on to AJ Styles and Randy Orton, get them one, two, three. We now have root, we now have new WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. 
within seven minutes and five seconds. So, got to admit, pretty badass matchup. And I guess I was surprised in the three, you know? Every year, you think that these strange bedfellows, you know, are going to, like, rise to the cage and come to that chance, and they do. You know, this reminds me of a reconciliation of the Rock and Saw connection, if you guys remember that tag team from 1999, you know, because they would have chance twice. So I'm thinking, if they can do it, Randy Orton and Riddle can do it too. You know, pretty amazing though. I, I'm glad that these two got the victory here, you know. Up next, we saw a very strange match between Alexa Bliss and Ethan Marie. So, you know, not taking enough from this matchup though, I think it was probably the worst match in the card. You know, I'm a big Alexa Bliss fan, but this wasn't her big matches. And she's had some big matches in the history of SummerSlam, you know. You know, aka one year with um, Sasha Banks and another year Ronda Rousey, you know. So, and then the next following year with the Women's Tag Championship. So, not her best match, but, you know, she did get the win over Marie Marie in about 3 minutes and 50 seconds, you know, thanks to her doll early. And, you know, let's just say Don't Drop had a plane to say, you know, at that matchup there. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure the tandem of uh, Eve Marie and Don't Drop are null and void after this past Saturday night. So, but yeah, nonetheless, it was an okay match. Not the best, but, you know, yeah. All right, next up, we got the WWE Nasty Championship on the line with Damian Priest challenging Sheamus here. This was a pretty physical matchup there. Now, this was, you know, Damian Priest's first main pay-per-view singles matchup here on a big stage at SummerSlam. And you got to admit, he did a pretty good job. It wasn't too bad at all, you know. Damian Priest is, I believe, you know, Damian Priest is one of those up-and-coming young athletes that can really do big in the wrestling business. I mean, he had a great run at NXT. Even as North American champion one time, and I love Damian Priest. I love his style. I love his entrance. Everything on Damian Priest, to me, is star star quality right there. So, pretty amazing there. Back and forth action there. Damian Priest would would be Sheamus. Thirteen minutes and fifty seconds to become the new WWE United champion there. So pretty amazing. You know, Damian Priest got his spot spot um, spot in the sunlight. Well, star spotlight, I guess. But yeah, you know. And his name will indeed live forever as the new United States champion. Pretty badass. Congrats to Damian Priest becoming the new WWE United States champion. All right, next up here, one of my favorite matches, the Usos, Jimmy J. and defended the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. And pretty badass matchup. You know, these two teams really come in sync there because, I don't know, there's something about the Usos. You know, having these great tag team matches with any tag team, they can make them look good. They can make them look fresh. You know, anything above the quality matches to give you. You know, this one did not disappoint. Ray and Dominic put up a hell of a good fight there. But successful on becoming the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Jimmy and Jay Uso get the win at 10 minutes and 50 seconds to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. So not a pretty bad matchup, you know. Back and forth kind of action, you know, to say the least. And... But I mean, it's tapsy matches like this that really make you want to, like, see, you know, who's going to win or what's going to happen within those, you know, days or weeks to come. You know, do I believe the feud is over? Not really. I think it's going to continue. You know, I actually do want to see more of the Usos and the Mysterios head into some tag team action and give us those great quality tag team matches that we haven't seen in a long time. You know, so... Definitely pretty badass match here. All right, next up, we got Becky Lynch returning, surprisingly. Mind you, the 
match was originally supposed to be Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, but due to unforeseen for um foreseen um circumstances, Sasha Banks was unable to attend the event. Originally was going to get originally was going to be replaced by Carmella, and I don't know. For me, I was quite disappointed just because I really wanted to see Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair go one on one as they did in main in the main event of WrestleMania this past April. So. It was kind of disappointing, but then we hear that song, that loud reaction of Beckham's returning. This was pretty damn crazy, you know? Pretty damn crazy. I, I didn't expect this. This was a huge surprise to almost everybody there. Like, you know, like, Beckham's coming back. Like, it was, a t- it was a well-known secret. Nobody knew about it. She came out there. She grabbed the microphone, and referee said, ring the bell, you know? And Beckham's won with the Beck bottom, I guess you want to call it that, and she got the 1-2-3 on Belair in 26 seconds. Becky Lynch is arguably now, surprisingly, your new SmackDown Women's Champion. This was incredible. But to me, fans like kind of thought they tarnished Belair's title ring. I, I actually am one of those fans that really believe that you know, Becky Lynch comeback was cool, but the way she won a championship in that quick fashion was like, no. You know, because Becky and Bianca could have had a Hell of a dream match here, you know, from for years to come at SummerSlam. But the thing is, it's like, you know, I, I don't know. For me, it was it was too too quick. It was it wasn't really thought out, planned out. You know, I, originally, I guess this was a Vince Man call to have this match last so short. And yeah, I didn't like it one way or another. But I am happy to see back lunch back, and she will be appearing on Friday SmackDown. It's not coming Friday night. But the thing is, I just didn't. Like the fact that how quick it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, I don't know what to call it. It was just, it was terrible. It's not disappointing, you know? I mean, and especially you got to feel for Bianca Belair, you know, working hard to become SmackDown Women's Champion this past WrestleMania just to lose it in 26 seconds at SummerSlam. Like, this is pretty crazy, you know? Definitely really crazy. But, you know, I guess the WWE's going to do with it, what they're going to do. So, yeah. All right, next match, we got Drew McIntyre going one-on-one against Jinder Mahal there. Remember, Vera and Shanky, Jinder Mahal's buddies, were banned from ringside. So it made it one-on-one between Drew and Jinder. Not pretty, not Drew McIntyre's best match, but, you know, he did get the win over Jinder Mahal with the Claymore kick in four minutes and 40 seconds here. So you got to admit, is this probably going to continue, or is Drew McIntyre going to possibly... Maybe some uh try to become the WWE champion, but remember, due to stipulation uh hell in a cell, Drew McIntyre cannot challenge for the WWE championship again. So let's see what's the next Floyd career Drew McIntyre or even Jim Mahal at this point. You know, I'm on that raw. All right, next up we got Charlotte Flair and Ray Ripley challenging Nikki Ash for the Raw Women's Championship in a triple threat matchup here. This was actually probably a pretty good good matchup back and forth here. I feel like. The Nikki A.S.H. character, it's pretty cool. It's something different, you know, um, you know, being almost a bear. But, um, you know, her coming to a big event with this and defending this role championship, that's a big deal, you know, considering you go up against two of the one legendary champion in Charlotte Flair and one relatively newcomer, dominant women's champion in Ripley. So, but yeah, it's not too bad, though. Not not quite too bad. You know, Charlotte Flair made Nikki S.H. tap out to the figure eight, 
and 13 minutes, 13 minutes and 4 seconds here. Charles Flair is now your 12-time women's champion. What feels like Charles Flair is one to many championships or is always going over any woman that exists history. There's a reason for that, you know. Don't think it's arrogant and thrash and cocky. There's a reason that Charles Flair is going to be one of the best. I mean, she'll just go out there and put on a great performance. No matter what event it is, what type of match it is, she always gives her all. You can see the really mirror images of her father, Rick Flair, the 16-time world champion. So if you think Charlotte Flair is being too arrogant to crash, you know, being in the spotlight for the last, you know, six, seven years, there's a reason for that. Charlotte Flair actually deserves to have the spotlight put on her. She actually deserves to be in the main events, those big-time matches. You know, she is Charlotte Flair. She is who she says she is, you know. You got to admit, you know. Not to discredit anything from Nikki S.H. or Ray Ripley, you know. They'll have their moments again down the road, but Charles Flair really goes out there, comes to work, gives it her all more than 100%. It gives us some great magic memories, whether she's good, whether she's bad. you got to admit, Charles Flair is probably one of the best women, or if not the greatest woman, that'll be right now on the active roster. You know, you can't discredit her, you know? And maybe one day she'll pass, you know, her father's her father record as a 16-time world champion. You know, maybe she'll go 17, maybe she'll go 20. Who knows? But right now, Charlotte Flair, I got to say, is the best women's wrestler on the roster. Point blank, period. You know? And I'm a Charlotte Flair fan myself, so, you know, it's pretty amazing what she can do in and out the ring. All right, next up we have Edge versus Seth Rollins, the dream match, one-on-one here at SummerSlam. If you see, like, both these guys entrances, Seth Rollins coming out here first, he had to burn it down. You know, thing, and it's just really amazing. It's, his costume always sounds him is always on point, you know. So, not to describe anything except for Holland, like, as good as Henry's work skills is his entrance and his entrance attire itself, he just says phenomenal, you know. So, that quote made itself. And at his entrance, how surprising was How cool was to bring that, that brood entrance, him coming out the ring of fire? That was so sick. That was really surprising. It was so sick, and I'm glad that I got to see that, like, 20 years later. You know, me watching as a kid, watching the actor there, and, like, being astonished how the boot came out with him getting around Christian, you know, and just see that one more time 20 years later, like, that was really cool. That was badass. I I loved it. And, of course, you know, it has a radar entrance there. I wish they had the power techniques, but it's okay, though. You know, at least you got to see the brood entrance, so pretty badass. That kind of makes up for it, you know? So, but, yeah. You know, these two, you know, got the bell, got the button ring, and it was just like, I got, I admit, this is probably one of those classic matches, you know? Edge somehow almost is past SummerSlam. I just Edge's first SummerSlam since 2008. Last time he was SummerSlam, he had lost the Undertaker inside Hell in a Cell. So, you know, 13 years later, you know, him being an Edge Concept Rollins here, Edge seemed to always put on the greatest matches in SummerSlam history. This one did not disappoint, you know? We had so many times where Edge was going to win. Seth Rollins kicks out. Seth Rollins, we thought, was going to win at some points, and then Edge kicks out. This shows the odd deterioration that Edge, being this old, what, 46, 47 years old, is still wrestling as if he was 20-something. This is what wrestling means to me. If you can go out there at any age, put on a five-star matchup, as he did with, with Seth Rollins. Right? Seth Rollins is about, like, maybe 10, 10 years younger than him, and it's just like, it's just amazing to see these two girls a clinic. You know, neither man wanted to give in, neither man wanted to suffer a loss here. But Edge bringing back that 
you know, CrossFit or education or education or whatever you want to call it, that that move and make it something else tap out. Edge wins via submission. He didn't even win with the spear. He won with with that move in 21 minutes and 15 seconds. That move we, we had not seen in a long time. That is what you know wrestling means to me. You know, going out there at any age, depending on a five star matchup. This probably was the best match of the night. You know, my opinion, the greatest match of the night. It was phenomenal. It had it all. It told a good story. And I was glad at, you know, me being 20 years, 28 years old and witnessing this match up there from the come from my home on the Peacock, the Peacock app. And it's just amazing. You know, where does Edge go from here? I don't know. You know, it's just last time I see Edge in a while, but it's just amazing. I love it. I really do. All right, next up, we have Bobby Lashley defending the ZWE Championship against Goldberg. This match, uh, it was okay. I didn't expect this match to be, like, probably the best, especially either in his career, you know. Bobby Lashley was probably more dominant than ever. He thought his dominance over Drew McIntyre the past couple months here, or even Cole Kingston at Money Bank or something. This, I think Bobby Lashley turned up to a whole new level here. This was... Pretty chaotic and kind of a scary scene here. You know, Bob Lashley, Goldberg had a good run in for the first minute, minute and a half, but then Bob Lashley completely dominated Goldberg throughout the rest of the matchup there. Attacking Goldberg's leg and the point that Goldberg could understand. And MVP trying to get involved here. And, you know, referee had to stop the match and award the victory to Bob Lashley. But that didn't stop Bob Lashley from taking out his frustrations, carnage. You know, on Goldberg, you know, even his son came to play there. It was just, it was a pretty scary moment after that. So, but yeah, Bob Lashley is still your WWE champion. It's seven minutes and 10 seconds. So, I don't know if that's for Lashley. Maybe, you know, I kind of seen what happened, happened to Pac-Man and Raw. He might get to a few with Sheamus, which that would be pretty interesting for Sheamus to become, you know, babyface again. But, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens down the line here. Can we see Bob Lashley Sheamus the WWE title match? Sheamus who had not been WWE champion since 2015, so yeah, it's kind of overdue. I I think I would like to see Sheamus the WWE champion one more time at least. So yeah, you know I don't know how do how do you guys feel about that? But yeah, Bob Lashley completely is a you know over way over as a heel champion right now. So and dominant. I mean you gotta think. If Lashley or Kingston or your Goldberg can stop Lashley, who the hell can, you know? <laughs> who the hell can stop by Lashley if they can? I'll actually maybe held that chance until next year with man here if he wants to. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just inevitable how brutal Bob Lashley is. All right, and we saw, you know, commercials for WWE's Crown Jewel coming back in October, hinting that the King of the Ring will return and the newly yet to be announced Queen of the Ring tournament might be taking place taking place at the event there. So yeah. You know, Crown Jewel scheduled for October in, in Saudi Arabia. It's gonna be pretty cool cause I kinda miss seeing a special Saudi Arabia events there. So pretty amazing, you know, as well. And next month we pay you that'll be extreme rules be will be live Sunday, September twenty sixth from Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. So pretty good event that'll be extreme rules. You know, it's kinda weird to see extreme rules in the month of September, but you know, seeing as it is stream rules, they're gonna see a lot of stream matches that night. You know. All right, we got the main event here. The first time, well, not first time ever, 
but John Cena challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Mind you, simulation that Roman Reigns said if he had lost, he would leave the WWE. So, pretty, pretty big gamble there. Pretty big gamble. Well, get the match started here. John Cena come out first, and then Roman Reigns come out to a huge pop there. Especially with his, co- his cousins, James Jimmy Uso there. And acknowledging him as a tribal chief at the table, as he should. He is your tribal chief. I'm sorry, I, I'm actually a big Roman Reigns fan too, so, you know. But yeah, pretty amazing there. You know, his match is pretty much back and forth. Wasn't too bad. I, I gotta say, it was the longest match of the night. It was the longest match, you know. He honestly tried to do everything he could to roll up Roman Reigns with that pin cover. He, I don't know, I think he went for that at least five times there. And thank God, you know, he didn't pin Roman Reigns, so, yeah. But yeah, Roman Reigns hit the Superman punch in the spirit. One, two, three, for the victory in 23 minutes. Roman is still universal champion there. You know, that that thing he said when they were outside the ring at one point, I think half, halfway throughout the match, and Roman Reigns shouted shout to the fans that he is WWE. You be what now. You got to admit, Roman is being John Cena. Roman Reigns is a fans of company. That torch has been passed. Roman Reigns is now your legit top guy of company. You know, he's your your Cena of the past, your Rock of the past, your Austin of the past, your... Michaels, your Bret Hart, your Hogan, the past. That's kind of behind WWE's Roman Reigns now. You know, legit. It's pretty amazing to see here. What was shocking them after that matchup was hearing that music. The Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar returns at SummerSlam. And you gotta admit, that whole different look. I don't know what happens a year and a half with Lesnar, but he came out with a ponytail, which I never thought I'd ever see Brock Lesnar with support. Rock and uh, ponytail and a full length beard. That's pretty insane. You know, he looks jacked up ever. He looks like he lost weight from his abdominal midsection and more fucked up than ever. And stared down the went to the ring, stared down the tribal chief Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns got Paul Heyman to leave. And how how fitting is this? You have you know Rock Lesnar was a former Paul Heyman guy, and Paul Heyman is now leaving with the now champion Roman Reigns. I don't know how that's going to work for Paul Heyman, but, you know, yeah, pretty pretty weird and surreal. Very, very, very surreal. But, yeah, you know, it's pretty crazy. You know, I'm I'm happy. I'm watching the whole to see Brock Lesnar back because it now seems like Brock Lesnar is going to be babyface, which will be the first in 18 years when we see a babyface lesson. So this is really interesting there. Really interesting. What people didn't see that something went off the air. If you can go on Twitter and see Rockles are delivering Suplex City to Cena and F5. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess Cena and Lesnar, no, blow, no love off there, you know. But you also see that when Lesnar was leaving the stadium, Legion Stadium Las Vegas, that he was greeting most of the fans and giving my friends, which is something we haven't seen too. So, I don't know if Rockles are broke character there or really embracing himself as a babyface there. So, I don't know. We're gonna have to see what happens in the long run there. But if you have to, if you have to ask me a question, would you rather see Rock Lesnar defeat Roman Reigns one day to become the Universal Champion? I believe so. Yes, I want to see. I kind of miss Rock Lesnar being champion, and I think if anybody is allowed to dethrone the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, it would have to be Lesnar. I mean, it'd be pretty amazing. You know, it would be amazing to see. Lesnar and Reigns one more time, and Lesnar actually win it and become a babyface Universal Champion. I kind of hope it happens one day, 
we're just gonna just wait and see what happens there. So, yeah. But you gotta admit, one amazing SummerSlam. And V on Twitter was announced for WWE yesterday that it was the most highest viewed event ever and the highest grossing event ever. That speaks a lot for itself that considering that AEW's on the rise up and coming and now has SummerSlam, the one one of their biggest events of the year and being like the most viewed, the highest grossing, that speaks a lot about WWE itself. That means that they'd be really delivered more of what they had promised for SummerSlam for this year. Really amazing. I I think the whole event was tremendous. It was a success. And let's just hope we see more events like that in the future. You know, I think that's what WWE needs to really legitimize itself as the number one wrestling company around the world. You know, that's how great that event was. You know, but as a fan, I just hope we see more of that. You know, the returns of like Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar were really phenomenal. And I hope we see more returns in the future. You know, whoever decided to come back or whoever they decide to bring back. But Again, really amazing. I loved it. It was super fun to watch. And, you know, more than four hours. It almost about midnight. But, again, it was just really cool. You know, I didn't, I didn't mind staying up to midnight to watch it because the whole event was, got me really interested, you know. So, definitely, definitely made Good job, that baby, for putting on one hell of an event. Honestly. Really amazing. And the tennis record there was 51,326 fans from Legion Stadium in Las Vegas. Really I gross intense record. Really, really amazing. So again, great job to everybody that was a part of the WWE day that that uh, year. So pretty amazing. Pretty, pretty amazing. Alright, let's talk about the next event. NXT's Takeover 36. I gotta admit it's probably one of the best takeovers. You know, I'm probably not the top one, but it's one of the best. It's definitely one of the best to definitely remember here. We had the pre-show that happened around 7 o'clock that evening where we saw Rich Holland defeat Trey Baxter via pinfall in a minute and 45 seconds. Pretty good match back and forth there. So, you know, Rich Holland, man, ever since returning, is pretty badass, you know. I don't want to spoil your guys for you, but last night NXT actually took out Timothy Thatcher. They pitted Timothy Thatcher on the show. For, I mean, it was amazing. So hopefully tomorrow's the champ against Rich next week against Rich Holland when they go one-on-one on NXT TV. So, but yeah. You know, Ray Holland is a force to be reckoned with. Now being the line with Pete Dunne, Orn Loke, and Danny Burch. So, yeah, it's just pretty amazing what these four guys can do. You know? And kick off, take over 36 with the first matchup for the Million Dollar Championship. We saw Cameron Grimes challenging LA Knight with, you know, Ted Biasi in Cameron Grimes' corner. Remember, the situation is that if LA Knight won, instead of Cameron Grimes being his butler, Ted Biasi would have to be his butler. And no one Teddy Biasi, he never know what Butler. He's probably hired like a million butlers in his in his lifetime. So yeah. Pretty interesting to say the least here. You gotta you get you, you gotta really feel, you know, back on sorry coming to for Cameron Grimes coming to this matchup there. I mean, who having that loss at a Grand Rick and Bash last month and having to be a nice butler, it had to be really distorting, really like off and it's just like the lowest thing he'd ever done in his career, you know. He made the best of it. At least he tried to, you know. But just having that loss, you know, at you know, take over in your house, and then, you know, through a wrecking bash, it was just, it wasn't really cool, you know. So I was really desperately wanted to see Cameron Grimes get this victory and have that one moment that where he say he won at a huge event and became champion, you know. But thanks to the million dollar dream by Ted DiBiase, which was shocking. I never thought we'd see million dollar. 
Man, Ted DiBiase, due to Million Dollar Dream, this day and age, you know, as a WWE legend, but he played on LA Knight with the referee distracted, and Cameron Grimes hit the cave in. One, two, three. Cameron Grimes is now your new Million Dollar Champion. In 16 and 31 seconds, I got to admit, this was a feel good moment for Cameron Grimes. You know, he's now, you know, since he came in NXT, he's been one of those up and coming athletes. Like, you know, him being the former Trevor Lee in Impact Wrestling, and now, I mean, Cameron Grimes in NXT, it was just amazing to see. I loved it. You know, I really felt for him at that moment. And it was like, well deserved. You know, it was like, finally, Cameron Grimes gets his moment here in NXT. Very, very amazing here. I, I loved it. As a fan, I'm a Cameron Grimes fan. I get it. I love the whole the money gimmick and to the moon thing. You know, it's it's very entertaining. You know, some people may find it options, but that that shit right there is entertaining that you want to see, like, what's Sega do next. You know, so it's pretty pretty crazy. I love that for the most part. All right, next time we get the NXT Women's Championship on the line when Ray Kells on his house defense against Dakota Kai. You got to admit, Dakota Kai being NXT for about some five years now and, you know, not, you know, having that one moment where she's won a single championship NXT. And, you know, the whole story of uh, Sidekick returning on the mentor or whatever, or the mental turn on Sidekick in this case. But, like, yeah, you got to admit, like, out of the two, who was really a sidekick and who was a mentor? You know, you got to really feel, you know. But I feel like everybody thought this was Dakota Kai's time to finally get her moment and become an NXT Women's Champion, you know. That was not the case. So, Kong was hitting the Chikona bomb, Chikona power bomb, off that top rope and winning the match there. One, two, three. She's still your champion. Not to discredit Dakota Kai. She did help out with a hell of a good fight, so. In 12 minutes, 24 seconds there. But definitely, you know, very good matchup overall. So I definitely enjoyed it. But who was shocked to see the return of Kaylee Ray? Or, or not the return, the debut of Kaylee Ray on NXT TV. She used to be NXT UK brand. She was the NXT UK Women's Champion for about some two and a half years before losing it, you know? So that's great that he see her show up. Yeah, surprise. And staring down. The NXT UK, the NXT Women's Champion, Raquel Gonzalez. So I'm hoping that we do see a match. I've always been a huge Kaylee Ray fan because she has the longest Women's Championship reign of all the modern era of WWE. So it's pretty amazing. You know, see Kaylee Ray come back to come to NXT, and it's just amazing. I I know she's gonna really dominate the roster, and maybe one day she'll become the NXT Women's Champion. Who knows? You know. But yeah, it's definitely a big surprise to see. That her return, you know, really amazing. All right, next up, we got the NXT United Kingdom Championship on the line. This is the third time in history takeover events that the title be on the line. The first time was Tyler Bay Pete Dunn for NXT TakeOver Chicago 2017. The second time was, you know, Walter challenging Pete Dunn NXT TakeOver New York in 2019. Now we have Ilya Dragunov challenging Walter for the WWE NXT UK Championship you know, here tonight, so, this is pretty amazing, you know, and mind you, those first two times that the NC United, United Kingdom Championship was defended, they both had changed hands, so, it just seemed like to be the theme of any time the UK Championship be defended at TakeOver, it seems to uh, swap hands, it's been like a hot potato, you know, so, but this was cool, because if you guys witnessed the first time these two faced off at NXT UK TV, you know, last year, this was a badass matchup. 
And they still had a kind of rematch in a tag team match where Ilya Dragunov pinned Walter back in October of last year, in 2020. So he's the only man to have pinned Walter ever in his history in WWE. So it's pretty amazing to see if Ilya Dragunov could defeat Walter, but this time with, with the championship on the line, the rematch that everybody's ever so anticipated for here. Pretty amazing here. I guess that match up there. And I gotta admit, this is probably, again, this is the first time these two fought. This was one of the most physical matches ever in company history. This was pretty badass. You know, I gotta admit, this was probably the most hard-hitting physical match of the night. I love that these two can literally fight forever. And we had the fans chant fight forever as opposed to they did the first time these two fought. It's just really amazing. Isn't Dragon Elf look like his chest had been grinded with hamburger meat? You know, that's how his chest looked. If you see hamburger meat, that's how his chest was in that matchup. It was really amazing, you know? Definitely, definitely amazing. Oh, man. Well, yeah. Isn't Dragon Elf defeated Walter via submission? He made the big guy tap out in 22 minutes and 3 seconds here. This was badass. I never thought, like... Anybody could defeat Walter, let alone make them tap out. This was pretty amazing. Even Dragon Ball got his moment defeating Walter, ending his six, as was it, 800 something day title reign, which was some two and a half years. Even Dragon Ball is your new NXT United Kingdom Championship, and this was pretty badass. I loved it. Really cool. Definitely well deserved here. And I was, I was, I was shocked, but I was happy. Because Ilya Dragunov was one of those upcoming wrestlers in the UK that really wanted to shine a spotlight and really brought the fight to Walter like nobody's ever had before. Definitely amazing here. All right, next up, we got Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, the undisputed finale. This time, it is two out of three falls matchup here. You got to bet. You know, this two really can go. This two can be some of the classics here. You know? The first ball, the first ball will be a traditional wrestling match. The second will be a street fight, and ever needed to go to the third fall will be contested inside of a steel cage. So the first fall was won by Colorado Pitfall there, which kind of got surprising. I think that, like, yeah, if wins, he's going to need to win two straight falls to win this matchup here. So we get to the street fight, and you see Kennel 6, all that. You see steel changes the matchup there, and even steel chairs. But it was won by Adam Cole being pinfall. Adam Cole was the second ball street fight. So now we get down to the cage here. And before the cage became down, we saw, you know, from the first ball that, um, actually from the second ball, Kyler Riley's midsection was kind of in pain. You know, even trying to get checked out by the doctors here, Adam Cole would allow it. You know, the guns had to steal cage and fought to a point where Adam Cole brought out handcuffs, you know, to... Cuff Colorado to the top rope there, but Colorado somehow got Adam Cole in a leg lock submission. It used that torque, that leverage from being handcuffed to the top rope, it made Adam Cole tap out via submission in 25 minutes to 20 seconds here. Colorado ending this field with him and Adam Cole and winning the undisputed finale. So, I think it was rightful for Colorado, in my opinion, cut the victory here, and really cemented himself as one of the best right now in the, on the NXT roster. And 25 minutes, 20 seconds. So, overall, this match is really good. And I definitely enjoyed it. So, hopefully, Colorado will get into the title picture. You know, for NXT Championship, you know, one day. I would love to see Colorado the champion. So, definitely looking forward to that. Definitely, definitely looking forward to that. 
Next up, we got the main event, first time ever. Samoa Joe is back in the wrestling ring, challenging Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship here. If those of you don't know that Samoa Joe had been out since or well, late 2019, over a year, year and a half span, it finally got cleared to compete here. And for Karrion Cross, he's been dethroning everybody as the NXT champion. You know, anybody had come on Karrion Cross away, Karrion Cross has exterminated them for good. You know, one of them be Pamela, Pamela, who's now on the SmackDown brand, you know. But yeah, pretty badass, though, you know. Samoa Joe comes out to the this classic music, Abba Chandy Joe, 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 have any chance Joe's gonna kill you, and all that. So, the Karen Cross happens, and just coming out here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the, you know, disappearance of his wife Scarlett, but it's, it's kind of sucks. I kind of miss seeing her part of her husband's entrance, you know, I think everybody else does too, so, yeah, it kind of sucks, so, but yeah, you know, these two guys went very heavy-hitting at first here, Samojo holding his own here, it was pretty much back and forth, you know, Karen Cross did dominate some of the matches there, but Samojo went let up there, you know, support getting a coquina clutch, Karen Cross getting out of it, but thanks to Peter Karen Cross on the top rope with the Instagram by Joe, in the muscle buster, Samojo hitting the muscle buster on Karrion Cross, getting the one, two, three. Karrion Cross has the, I mean, Samojo has dethroned Karrion Cross here to become the first ever three time, only three time NXT champion ever in NXT history. He had the big celebration there, and it felt really cool because Samojo had not been champion since 2016, losing to Shinsuke Nakamura in, you know, Kyoto, Japan on a special NXT episode. So it was pretty cool. It was badass, and I loved it, most part. I really did, you know. Samojo becoming NXT champion is what's right for business right now, you know. So, Samojo's basically back on top of the mountain, you know. Now, goes to say, who can dethrone Samojo as the NXT champion? Who knows? It could be anybody. Who will step up and challenge Samojo for the NXT champion one day? Hopefully somebody big, hopefully somebody strong, but, you know, we're going to have, we're going to see some good, some of those good moments there, so. Believe it or not, Small Joe. Right now, I feel like Small Joe being NXT champion is what's best for NXT roster, and it's really amazing. You know? And we got to see Karrion Cross debut on, well, not debut, but I think for now, I think he's done with NXT, and, you know, you know, being on the main roster, main at Raw. But I don't like the way he's utilized. His entrance comes with a mask and a special new suit, uh, new ring attire, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of weird. I don't know is it good that Karen Cross or a bad thing, but we shall see in the future, you know? Even fighters fighting source told me well, I told me about I've been informed on Twitter by them that I think because of Adam Cole's being his last match at Takeover, Adam Cole is officially done with the company. So I don't know. You gotta you gotta think, what would you like to see Adam Cole adding up? Maybe AEW with his long time Girlfriend, fiance, Britt Baker, the current AEW Women's Champion. So, I don't know. Let's see what, wait and see what happens there. But, yeah, as of his last Monday, Tuesday, Adam Cole is officially done with the NXT or WWE company at this point. So, kind of sucks we didn't get to see Adam Cole that much on the main roster. The only time we've seen him on the main roster was the time he battled Dan Bryan on SmackDown in late 2019. So, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's still be big things to come for Adam Cole in the future. Wherever he ends up, so. 
but yeah, pretty amazing weekend for you know the whole wrestling world that be part of each one of those events, you know, from AW Dynamite to AW's Wrestling and the Beth Wrestling and Path Wrestling Emergence to the WWE Friday SmackDown, SummerSlam, NXT TakeOver, MNR Raw. It's just been really amazing to see. So, you know, I got to admit, right now in the year 2021, it is the best time to be a wrestling fan. You watch all these different matches, even the special Forbidden Doors been open. Like New Japan, Impact Wrestling, AEW, all that. Hopefully, that'll be will have their forbidden doors open soon. Wink, wink. You know, hopefully, we'll get some of that one day. You know, hopefully, one day soon, because I really do want to see some rematches. You know, I want to see a John Moxley versus, you know, Seth Rollins match or a, uh, or freaking CM Punk and Roman Reigns. That'll be pretty badass, too, you know. So, but yeah, only one could dream. Let's cross my fingers. Let's hope. You know, Mr. Man is hearing us, really hearing us, and give us, you know, open that forbidden door to be like, any wrestling running company, come on in and we'll see what you got, you know? But yeah, thank you guys for listening to this full episode here. And I don't know, I just feel like I want to talk about it. I really had no specific, no specific, no specific to talk about here, but yeah, you know? But I am saying that next week we will talk about the history of Extreme Rules Full episode of the, of the history of Extreme Rules from when it started. Oh, I'll even go back and talk about ECW's Extreme Rules event. Oh, when I stands, but if you recall those two when I stands from 05 and 06, you know, I'll even talk about that next week. But yeah, you know, pretty amazing here. You know, I have fun with this. I had really fun this weekend watching all the wrestling events there. Every company brought out its best, and it's going to get bigger from here on out. Let's get ready, people. Fall season is around the corner, you know. But then you guys listen to this full episode, and well, I'll be back next week on God at Heart Wrestling by yours truly, me, Jamel Honus. And, you know, then you guys listen to me. You know, follow me on any social media platform. And, yeah, we'll see you next week here. Thank you guys, and have a good Wednesday.